0: This is Dead Letter Radio, episode 36. I'm your host, Taze, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast. Because here we feature your writing, your short stories, your poems, your letters. Everything and anything that's written down that you want shared, I give you a platform, an audience, and a voice to your work, but you are the star of each and every episode. So welcome back everyone, and if you're new and interested in hearing about how to get your work read on this podcast, listen to the end, I'll go over all the details on how to do so. This episode will be coming out on September 27th, and on that day, you're looking at some pretty good weather, a high of 75 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 46, so you can still able to enjoy uh, some of that summer-like weather, even though... We're in fall, I'm pretty sure. I can never remember exactly when seasons end and begin. As always, I love to just sit and talk with you guys a little bit. Oh, real quick, before I forget, there is something I would like your help with. So if you're interested in helping me out, listen to the end of the episode as well. But I'd like to check in with you guys. How are you are doing? How is life in general? Are you excited that we're getting into cooler weather If you're somewhere where the season changes, uh, do you like fall and the leaves getting that vibrant crimson and yellows? Maybe you're excited for winter around the corner, or maybe, as if you're anyone that I know, you're dreading it. I for one really enjoy uh, the fall just because of the clothing choices you can pick. I'm not a um, fashion icon at all. Or someone that's super into fashion, but I do love the flexibility of fall where you can wear jeans and sweaters or still go in t-shirts. You have options of jackets and hats. It allows you to finally use your uh, full wardrobe for the most part if you're living in a place of four seasons and not have half of it packed away. So I really enjoy that too. And for a lot of people, this is the time where uh, people get very inspired to be creative uh, because of the colors they see, the crispness of the air. Um, the emotions it evokes, and for me, I really enjoy winter specifically because it almost has that uh, otherworldly quality to it, especially if you're ever walking out at a winter night and you see the snow falling instead of rain and how everything has that uh, luminescent glow to it, or that ghostly glow, I should say. Uh, It's just something else that I always really enjoyed, though, as I've gotten older, I feel like I'm slightly more uh, offended by the cold than I used to be, but I digress. I hope everything's going well for everyone. I hope your week has been amazing and that this upcoming week is going to be just thrilling for you, and if it has been challenging, hard, or if you feel overworked, overwhelmed, know that I am rooting for you, and just like All the challenges before you, or that happened before, you will overcome these ones as well. And if you are suffering writer's block and you're listening to this podcast, maybe uh, get over that. Uh, Give it time. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Sometimes just write things just to write. And maybe that idea that you've been having in your head that you want to get out will one day naturally flow out. But sometimes you just can't force it. Either way... We have a great episode for you, as always, and we can just hop right into it. This first poem we have is by Christopher Luca, and it is titled, Misbegotten. The straw that broke the camel's back isn't merely a strand. It is a thousand threads tied together. A whip crashing upon my flesh like rain bursting out from the blackened blister of a storm. Ten thousand lashes as I try to hold back every sigh until all the pain that I can find coalesces into a cry screaming through the inflamed halls of my lungs, sliding down my tangled tongue, squeezing past the chipped ivory bars of its cell, screeching through my puckered lips, emerging from this inner world into the outer wilderness where it is not welcome, a hurricane withering into stagnant air, eclipsed by the unfamiliar atmosphere which it cannot bear, a stillborn birth delivered into the ear canals of others, like sewage flushed from a drainpipe. This is the child of Babel whose name no other than I can pronounce, who suckled on my swollen heart and grew fat on fear? The parasite of paradox. The impossible geometry that the forces of existence demand that I scale. So, thank you, Christopher, for sharing this poem. We started out fierce today on this episode with the first piece. Regarding this, Christopher said. I wanted to convey what having an autistic meltdown feels like, evoking the emotional intensity and sensory overload inherent to the experience. To those in the proximity of a meltdown, it seems as if it came out of nowhere over something that seems trivial to them. It's this expanse between the interior world of the self and the outer world of another that I found so compelling especially in terms of my experiences as an autistic person. Communication and comprehension has long been an obsession of mine and the impetus for my writing and photography. So thank you, too, for the background on this information. I think you captured this idea remarkably well, as, at least for me, reading the poem, you can see... The beginning and how it swells, I almost imagine how it swells through the whole body and coming to a head. How being overwhelmed and having uh, this overload, uh, this meltdown, isn't because of a singular action. As you said, it's a thousand threads tied together, forming a whip crashing upon the flesh and how it makes its way through the body to, to the inflamed halls of the lungs and sliding down the tongue. How to others, it's like sewage flushed from a drain pipe because they don't understand where this meltdown is originating from. That it's a name only you can pronounce. And while I'm not autistic, um, I am very familiar with meltdowns, Uh, I mentioned previously, I believe, on an episode that I experienced anxiety in school a lot, uh, which sometimes coalesced and formed into a head where I would just uh, flee from it. And it was numerous things that built up to the anxiety that occurred to it, but uh, to others it could just seem I was acting out. And I know of others, too, who have had uh, breakdowns and meltdowns where it wasn't just one thing, but a multitude and so, as I said, I think you've captured this brilliantly. And as a reminder for us, that when someone seems to be having a meltdown or a breakdown, and maybe it seems out of place, usually there is a reason for it, or a multitude of reasons for it, and we should try to be understanding. Next, we have a piece by Anika J, and it is titled "A New App." I started to feel like crap so I paid for a snazzy new app. It said I'd feel good, and I thought that I would, but I could have just taken a nap. So thank you, Anika, uh, for sharing this fun limerick with us. Regarding it, they said, mostly it is just a fun limerick, but it is also a commentary on how we've come to rely on paid new technology when we just need to listen to our bodies, which are obviously free. And I'll have to admit that I have, or I am guilty of this, not necessarily apps, um, <laughs> but I've always been someone that enjoyed technology, enjoyed video games, things like that, and uh, sometimes, especially late at night, if I find myself uh, restless, sometimes you just, you know, think that a new purchase, something new to dive into, will uh, uh, make you feel better, Maybe fill in whatever void you're having, and while it does, or it may be fun, or it may do so short-term, maybe if I just go to sleep, (laughs) it would have solved that anxiety I suffered at that moment. Um, So I think that uh, you put put it better than I could have, Anika, so thank you for sharing. And I'll try to actually keep that lesson in mind as well for myself. By K.E. Dunelevy. This next one is called Young, Dumb, and Twenty. It really is nice to be young, dumb, and twenty. The world is your playground. The streets are your own. Girls' hearts are mere instruments you use to make melodies. They sound pleasing and sweet. But little do you know that a sort of rebellion is starting to grow. I despise a man who is young, dumb, and twenty. He realizes he's pleasant, so he takes to it, carelessly searching and grabbing whomever he may for the sake of companionship or love. But what about us women who want something stable? I don't want my heart tugged at or foolish words to fall upon my ears. Heartache is a storm, but lies are a hurricane. And what of us women who are young, dumb, and twenty? You want us to work, to compete for your favor? Promising the world while your eyes are elsewhere. Are we supposed to do the same and play a man's heart? I do not want to. I want something real, something stable and mature. Let's discern marriage, shall we? But you're too busy being a foolish lover and a dumb man. You are young, dumb, and twenty, and I shan't wait. Perhaps my friend was right when he says that men my age have no reason to pursue, that are not mature quite yet. Must I sit around and waste away till the right one calls? Must I condition myself accordingly till he makes the right move? And hope that he's not deceitful, or secretly, young, dumb, and twenty? So thank you, K.E., for sharing this piece with us. Regarding it, they said, The poem was written based on my observations and experiences with men at 20 years old, how they seem to be so willing to just go from woman to woman, and at times even seeming to pin us against each other for their favor. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you just heard this piece and you're not quite 20 yet. Or maybe you are, and you're still able to relate to this. I think that the lines that really capture what you can glean from this really well is that uh, the world is your playground, the streets are your own. Or uh, speaking to those that are young, dumb, and 20, and how if we just acknowledge that the streets are everyone's, or to put it in a different way, if you're in a relationship with someone, It's a two-way street, it's not just your relationship, it's their their relationship, it's also theirs, it's yours, it's both of yours. And so, I really enjoyed this poem because, at least from a male perspective, it allows me to see uh, the other side, not saying necessarily I've acted this way or I haven't, but it can show how your actions can affect people really deeply. And I've always tried to remember, and I think it's always a good idea, just to be upfront with people. If, you know, if you realize what you want out of a relationship doesn't really coincide with what other people want, to put it out on the table, be clear about it. Uh, because it's not just your time, it's also the other person's time. It's not just your feelings, it's the other person's feelings. And I've seen it before where people want different things or maybe they thought they wanted the same thing in the beginning or at least it seemed that way and it turned out that they were on two different pages. And so I think this poem really grabs that uh, frustration a lot of us feel in, in our 20s and at times beyond that. Yeah, so thank you again for sharing, K.E. Next, by Al Vinci on Reddit, this piece is titled, Blackout. I fear the stars. Disco color intricate interconnected. Spider webbing, smothering every crevice of the dark. Spun by some unknown cosmic spider that's got my number. We are like bugs, stuck to the web. Just waiting for the spider's brood to make us lunch. Thank you, Alvinci, for sharing. Regarding this piece, they said, I was inspired by a pin on Pinterest to write this particular one. The reason I actually really wanted to share uh, their quote was because it always fascinates me, and I think it's a good reminder of all the different places you can uh, pull inspiration. I know I've spoken, uh, spoke about it before regarding uh, places I've pulled inspiration before, but sometimes it's a scene in a movie, or a image you see, or even a lyric from a song, uh, or maybe just the memory. Inspiration come from, can come from small things, large things, uh, grand things, quiet things, and uh, never think that your own inspiration is possibly frivolous, because inspiration is always pure. It's always unique to you. And so if it's something from Pinterest, then use that inspiration uh, to create your own unique work of art. And I really enjoyed this piece by Al Vinci. Uh, First of all, I really liked the idea when I initially read it of the stars uh, being the antagonist, the source of dread, of fear. Uh, Usually it's you're afraid of the dark, um, but that almost cosmic horror idea of the stars are a uh, machination of uh, a creature or a cosmic spider that is slowly consuming, that is laying its web across uh, the universe, and that one day this that spider's brood will consume us all. I just think it's a really neat idea. <laughs> And I'm always open uh, to more cosmic horror or dread uh, pieces like this. Or if you have movies, please recommend them to me. Um, But I really did enjoy this piece, Al I think it's a fun take on uh, the usual fear of the dark uh, idea. So thank you. By Nicholas, the next piece is titled Falling. He stood in the centre of his web, each strand extending outward, reflecting the scope of every possible life. Down one thread, a happy marriage with a wife, kids, and an untimely demise. Down another, a lonely life spent working day in and out without more than an obituary in the local news. The man hesitated. To take any one path was to forsake an infinite amount more. There, he truly felt isolated. Any path, regardless of who or what awaited him, was solely his own. The crippling fear of his indecision brought the man to his knees. His web snapped. So thank you, Nicholas, for sharing. This was actually a piece of flash fiction. So as always, if you have short stories, feel free to send them in. Regarding this, Nicholas said, I wrote this in a really ind- indecisive period of my life. Uh, it's about all I've got to say about it. Uh, one of those writing bursts that come out of you from being overwhelmed. It can be frightening at times, the possibilities of our lives. First, I do want to highlight that uh, I know for me and for other people, this is actually a really good way to sometimes uh, get a, somewhat of a control of our anxiety at a given moment uh, to write, to use that as fuel to create something. Whether it's uh, written art, uh, something musical, paint, draw, or maybe just even fuel to exercise or go outside, um, it can be a driving force and help. Uh, stem your overwhelming sensations. And I really appreciate this piece as a whole too because as someone who for the last month or so has has been dealing with indecision um, regarding purchasing a car, I completely understand. Uh, big financial decisions for me have always given me this sense of decision paralysis because my mind thinks you know, am I going to enjoy this thing to enough to be worth spending this amount of money? Is, is this really what I want? Once I go with it, you know, especially when it's a car, I'm probably not going to get this money back. And is this a wise decision? Am I going to regret this? And uh, it causes me, to, unfortunately, a lot of times to drag my feet and not pull the trigger in a lot of ways. And as I'm sure for those listening, uh, you felt this way about other aspects of your life too. And I guess the best way to remember outside of obviously doing your research, if it's something that can affect you greatly, like a financial decision or something of that uh, sort of importance, is that you will never know all the possibilities, and you don't you won't know where they lead. So once you do your research, Uh, you just got to make a decision. And all the other decisions that could have been made don't matter at that point, because now you're on that path, and uh, you just move forward. And maybe that makes you a little more anxious, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, as this poem, I think, reminds me of, is that you can't wait around forever you have to keep moving forward and you have to keep making decisions and yes, there might be an infinite of possibilities out there um, but you won't know what those other possibilities are you just have to choose because who knows what waits around the corner uh, so thank you Nicholas for sharing this piece again so that's it that is the episode thank you so much for everyone who submitted who reached out If you would like to know or have a reminder of who wrote what, you can always find all the information for all the authors in the description of the episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, it helps out a lot. If you're able to leave a review, different uh, places you listen to your podcast have uh, different review formats. I know an easy one is Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. We can leave a clear, simple review. Just lets me know how the podcast is doing and it allows it to reach more people. Now, if you're interested in submitting your own work and having it featured on this podcast, well, it is super easy. The easiest way is to go on Twitter, and you can find me at deadlettercast, that's C-A-S-T, deadlettercast. You can reach out to me there. What I do prefer, though, is in my bio on Twitter, you can find my email, which is deadletterradiopodcast at gmail.com. Once again, Podcast at gmail.com and send in whatever work you want featured as a PDF or Word document. PDF is usually easier or include in the body of the email. And there, all I need to know is a title. If you have a title to the piece, how you like to be credited, and that could be name, pen name, username, or it can even be anonymous if that makes you more comfortable, and I would be more than happy to honor that. And if you have any background information regarding how you were inspired to write this, why you wrote this, why you wanted it shared, um, let me know. And I will include as much of that as I can, if applicable. So as I said, again, you can find all the information on Twitter to send your work to my email or just send it directly to my email. Not even go through Twitter, but if you want updates on the podcast and things like that, uh, Twitter is the place to be. And I did mention in the beginning that I can use some help with something. So I'm sure you know, last couple of months, I haven't been uh, uploading the podcast as regular as I used to. It was once a week uh, when I was doing well. And now it seems like it's usually that once every other week. Um, and I'm trying to get back on track. You know, As I said, I like to do this for fun. I don't put too much pressure on myself to do this. Um, because it's supposed to be a fun project and not necessarily feel like work. And it's just a cool, fun honor to be able to share people's unique experiences and uh, the creative uh, works, which I know for me has always been a source of anxiety of writing something and having it shared. And so I try to make a place for people to have that done as easily as possible so they can enjoy it and other people people can enjoy uh, their unique takes on life. So how can you help me? Well. This is, this is what I am asking people to do. Either on my Instagram, which is Dead Letter Radio, or on my Twitter, preferably. Uh, reach out to me and remind me to put out a bonus episode this week. You know, by bonus episode, it's the one I've been promising, which is doing the uh, Letters to a Young Poet episodes. I was saying I was going to do supplementary, supplementary episodes where I read one letter per episode. As just a little bonus fun thing, and I've been trying to think to do that with some other ideas I have in mind, but I haven't done it, even though I said that probably over a month ago. So put that just tweet at me, say, "Hey Taze, when are we going to hear Dead Letter? I mean, when are we going to hear Letters to a Young Poet? When are we going to get the bonus episodes?" And that will be a good reminder for me to put it out because, look, if I want to be honest, I am a people pleaser. And so I try to use that to force myself to do things that I might be procrastinating or that I forget. Uh, Because if you hold me to it, more likely than not, out of guilt, I will do it. (laughs) So as I said, tweet at me, tell me to put out that bonus episode, and I'm going to try my hardest to get it out this week. Along with that, I do want to do better on social media, especially Instagram, because I've just kind of left it alone and I know there's a lot of writers out there and aspiring writers on Instagram, so I'd like to grow that area too. So if you want to do double favor for me, also tweet out or message me to upload to Instagram. Because I like to do, my plan was to do snippets of each episode featuring like a part of a piece. And maybe some just, uh, here's in the life of uh, Dead Letter Radio or Taze and share a little bit things there. So just tweet at me, you know, really hold me to my words. Because sometimes, otherwise, I usually drop the ball. I know it's not a good trait, but uh, help me use my people-pleasing quality against me so I can stay on top of things. Outside of that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was always, uh, it's always a fun or a blast for me to read it, to share it, and to see these great, unique uh, poems and short stories and just interesting takes on creativity. I really enjoy it, and I'm sure you all do as well. And please keep submitting and sending in your work as always so we can keep making this podcast a great and fun place for writers uh, new and old. As always, this is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.